Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. It just might be the scariest sound in the world. That's the music from the movie Jaws. Every time I hear it, I freak out a little bit. I'm guessing you might too. For many people, the 1975 hit movie marked the beginning of shark paranoia. The silent stealth threat circling underneath you as you float in the ocean, staring up at the beautiful blue sky until suddenly, well, you know what happens next in the nightmare. But what you don't know is this. Our collective fear of sharks actually goes back much further to 1916 and a shark called the Matawan Maneater. If you went to the beach before the 1900s, you wouldn't have ever thought about a shark attack. Why would you? Shark attacks in the United States are incredibly rare, a point I regularly try to make to my son Sam anytime we visit the ocean. But on July 1st, 1916, a young stockbroker on his summer vacation at the Jersey Shore ventured into the ocean. And then everything changed. Only a few people on the beach noticed him increasingly frantic in the water. The ones who did thought he was calling to the dog he'd been swimming with. But when lifeguards carried him ashore, a crowd watched as he bled to death on the sand. Two weeks later, a second attack at another beach on the Jersey Shore. Scientists mostly dismissed the two attacks as flukes. Then came July 12th. In a little town called Matawan, 11 miles inland on the shores of Matawan Creek, a fishing captain saw a menacing form glide under the town bridge. He tried to warn the police, but was dismissed. So he literally ran through the streets, warning people to avoid the water. One group missed the warning. A group of young workers from a basket factory had taken the afternoon off for a swim. One of them, an 11-year-old apprentice named Lester Stillwell, waded into the creek and yelled, Hey, fellas, watch me float. Just then, a dark form glided towards him. The Matawan man-eater pulled him under. A group gathered to try and locate the body, wading warily into the shallow water. A tailor named Stanley Fisher ventured further than others and made a final dive to look for Lester. Nearly the entire town was watching as Fisher surfaced and then, struggling to get his footing in the mud, was slammed to his right. They saw the massive shark pull him down, spin him around, and chew giant chunks of his leg. Fisher fought like a wild man, punching and kicking the shark, but it only let go after rescuers beat it with an oar. When they pulled Fisher out, most of his right thigh was gone. A doctor estimated 10 pounds of flesh had been torn away. By the time he died, the Matawan man-eater had already struck again, shredding a 12-year-old's leg downstream. He was the only victim to survive. The reaction was huge. Shark panic gripped the eastern seaboard. The front page headline in the Washington Post read, quote, U.S. war on sharks. Lifeguards were armed with shotguns and harpoons. Cash rewards were offered for sharks. Many were caught. Researchers disagree on what type of shark was most likely responsible for the attacks, but a young great white was found two days after the Matawan deaths with 15 pounds of human remains in its stomach. And the entire country was left with the fear of sharks that never quite went away. 
Enjoy the beach this summer. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Steve Hendricks for reporting this story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.